This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Four Brainstorm, four days, uh, which is the one where you can return an island and... Uh, yeah. yeah. Four Force of Will. I know all these cards! I want to play this format! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the side You play Legacy? No, I want to grief people while, who are trying to play Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. He looks at me, are you a pro? Not really, I just have a website. Then he goes, is it a pro website? <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're like, holy fuck, we're both over here, man. We both can't be over here, man. Scotty. Like, I stared him right in the face. I'm like, I'm only here for the buys. He's like, so you only want the buys. I'm like, once again, I am only here for the buys. <laughs> and Jeremy. As the 18th fourth member, I promise the listeners that I will get that man to talk more. <laughs> that is my commitment to you. And now, the 18th. Episode 155 of the A-Team, motherfuckers, and they're letting me start it off. This is Jeremy Schofield, and I'm coming to you with Mr. Scotty Mack. How you doing? Fine, thank you, sir. Thank you. Motherfucking King of the North, Jay Boot. What's up? I think we're actually going to have to restart this, because you didn't say scumbag, Schofield. And what? I think that it's unfair what if you lie to the... shit? <laughs> Mr. Batman, KYT, what's going on, buddy? Wow. Enthusiasm level way, way off the charts. Tonight. This guy's dick is huge. That is how this motherfucker's gonna roll. Holy shit. Absolutely. See, what have we done? What have we done? <laughs> what, what monster have we created? It was always gonna get worse before it got better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Touche. Touche. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. From last week, we had the logo competition. We've seen some stuff come in. Pretty cool stuff. We're going to let that one roll for a little bit longer. Make sure we get something that's excellent before uh, I uh, pony up this uh, from the Vault 20. So uh, send in your stuff. We want to see it. I was talking to a couple people today uh, via various social mediums, and uh, it sounds like there are a lot of people that are taking this pretty seriously that are going to bring some pretty A-game stuff. So we really want to make sure, or A-team stuff, see what I did there? So we're really going to want to make sure that uh, we give them ample time to get this together. So I think I think we want to look at like December 1st uh, as the tentative cutoff date. And if we, you know, obviously we're going to hold on to the, we reserve the right to not take any logo if we don't find one that fits our medium and blah, 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 blah. But if we do pick a winner of the contest, doesn't necessarily mean we're going to keep pick the logo if we come up with something on our own, but we may still give it there. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Also for, for the people out there that are designing logos, it's, uh, it's really awesome. Um, and thank you. But also, um, we're not a corporation, so feel free to not design something that I would find at the Gap or Roots. 
uh, because I would like it to be interesting and fun. Can we reserve the right to also merch the fuck out of whatever, you know, wins? Well, that's the purpose. We might not give you any money for that either. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, well, I mean, like, you know, you're going to get like a $200 from the vaults instead. Was yeah. it 250 now? But I mean, like, they can't sue us later. Whatever I got to say to make it so they can't sue us, they can't sue us. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle in <laughs> Yeah. Put in some fucking legalese there, Kyle. The entry of the A-Team logo contest, including but not limited to, any logo submitted or accepted, agreed to thereby protect, absolve, forgive, and veritably never ever pursue legally in any explicit or implicit fashion, the A-Team, who are thereby and thereafter protected by trade dress, copyright, trademark, moral rights, land rights, Aboriginal treaty, laws relating to goddamn common sense. Except as explicitly permitted under separate agreement, the A-Team logo may be reproduced, distributed, modified, publicly performed or displayed, transmitted, reverse engineered, decompiled, sold, sublicensed or otherwise exploited by A-Team, without any objective by parties, by or otherwise applied, first, yeah. Get Matt Tabak to help you. He's just like, I'm just the audio guy. Now he's your lawyer. <laughs> no, now he's our lawyer. You you want the truth? Kyle's our producer. He's the producer. Did you order the code red? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker's going to be responsible for me showing up on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man. So how is everyone's week? Cold as fucking Edmonton, that's for sure. Holy shit, cold as fuck down here too, buddy. We yeah. had we had a couple days that were fairly warm, actually. Yeah, it was like minus twenty five here. here. Yeah, yeah, it, like two days ago, it was one of those cases where you're outside for like about three minutes and you just want to die. Um, yeah, you know, I have large equipment driving by me, and I just wanted to throw myself in front of it. But I was afraid I wouldn't be able to get the job done in one Passover, and I didn't oh. want to sit in the snow then freezing. You freeze to death. My exactly. God. Not going to happen. Uh, and then the the beauty part about it is uh, my commute now is just, like, ridiculous. It's like an hour and a half to get home now. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, you know, the two hours of my life that I actually could make a decision of what I wanted to do before I had to go to sleep has now been, like, reduced to, like, an hour and 15 minutes, in which case I have to eat, shower, and play with my kid in that time period. So uh, my magic has been – I watched someone, I think, redo – draft and i i think i saw about a pack and a half before i fell asleep so that that's right. where i'm at um that's a bit rough but uh i'm hoping we got some uh other people playing magic kyt how was your magic week <laughs> <laughs> non-existent okay perfect what's Woo! going on <laughs> why aren't you tapping the lands why am I not tapping the cards? Um, yeah, there's there's been some a lot of changes in in my day job. A lot of uh, upper management switch ups. Um, instead of like my manager, I, I've switched managers, and uh, we actually brought in like a new director recently, two months ago, and and now he's decided to like implement his process changes. So. He calls it like flattening the team organization. So instead of my old manager used to be like the manager of many projects. Now it's like many leads on, on different projects specifically. So uh, it was, it was just stressful during the change, but now like I'm, I'm beginning to, the change is basically complete. So I'm going to have more time because uh, now I'm not like working under a manager who has like a vague idea of what I'm doing. I'm working under a lead who knows like specifically all my tasks and, and everything and can help me out or direct me uh, better. So, you know, it's going to, it's going to be good from here on out, but for the past 
two, three weeks has been just really stressful, even like working overtime um, to, to like make things work and uh, to hope to not get fired or something. <laughs> and so, yeah, but, uh, and there hasn't been, you know, that many, like the PTQ season is basically coming to an end. So, uh, well, it's dead now that they took away my online PTQs. Right, right. So it, things have gone to the lull, and, and you know me, I try to to uh, whatever time I, I can, I devote to the competitive play. And I, I am taking somewhat of a backseat to, to Magic, like I've mentioned before. I am in the process. Uh, haven't been able to in the past three weeks to sell. Uh, funnily enough, like, the decision was made right before, like, Moto crashed, like, two events. And uh, now we're all talking about how they, they mentioned, like, uh, there was an article on Forbes that was, like, much talked about that mentioned... Um, a lot of people said it was poorly written, but it, it mentioned like how Magic's uh, MT, MTGO's market share uh, took a took a hit. So it's interesting for me to take like a digital only approach, only to have this happen. But you know, I still have faith in the uh, at Wizards that they'll they'll rally them because they, I think they have an awesome product. They just have to do really you know a good job with it. But uh, for now, they have something that everyone likes, so they don't have to fear too much unless they drop the ball again so it's interesting because uh after that article i I read it and yeah it was really really tough to to read you know because you just wanted to uh to stab the editor in the face i don't think there was one it's user generated content sure that um (laughs) but like in addition to that uh what was really interesting is i read uh, i guess it was drew levin maybe that tweeted it but he indicated that Magic the Gathering uh, did, MTGO prices had gone down something like five to uh, it was five to twelve percent, something like that. It was one it of those numbers. Point, Eleven point. That's one, what it is. Yeah. 11. But it's made. But it's gained back half of that already. No, yeah. it's already it's gained it all back. Oh, it's has already, it? It's already bounced back. It was it was down for like three days. I think mm-hmm. what happened is it went down. Then everybody was like oh my god, all the card prices are dropping, and everybody who was like, going, hmm, do I really want to jump in, jumped in. And now it's it's normalized. Like, the thing that's still up is packs themselves, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah, because there isn't as many packs going into the market. Right. But singles are right back where they were. Hmm. Well. Yeah, it was a weird article. Like, it's one of those things where it's got Forbes, so everyone thinks that it's something serious, but like, literally... <laughs> yep. Any guy, any Jobin can just write an article, send it to Forbes, and they're like, okay. But, but I thought that that was also recruited uh, recruited content. I don't know. That article there had the... Uh, but that was, just like a, that was just a guy's blog? Yeah, yeah. Like, essentially, it was a guy with a Forbes account who just posted that up as mm. news. Nice, nice. I wonder if he was a quiet speculation insider. He. <laughs> oh man, that'd be, pretty funny. that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Oh man, it's a legitimate question. <laughs> sure is, God. <laughs> Jay, any magic? Yo, Yobin Jobin. Uh, magic. Uh, I sent out. Some prizes from the raffle. Sweet. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. And then uh, one of the prizes was the Rayama 
the Uriyama. <laughs> the Uriyama. The the old uh, the cube there. The fucking wicked hot cube. Oh. Uh, sent that out there. But because uh, I'm a super idiot, yeah, <laughs> I fucking forgot half the cube at home there. Fuck. So you sent half a cube to a person. I sent half a cube to a person. I said, yeah, have half a cube. Uh, which is what, like a square? Some nerd will figure that out. What's a half Yeah, is, it's like a triangle, maybe? Maybe, yeah, maybe. So I just said, it's like... a rectangular prism. <laughs> Suck. You figured it's a rectangular out. prism. Bam. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. Uh, and it was like fucking infinity dollars to send everything. I was just like ready to punch the fucking Canada Post person in the mouth. Just like Arthur Halavalavalavalist, who was going to fucking USPS, which is for those in the north, that's the US Postal Service. Uh, and he's like, how much is it to send this envelope? And then the lady's like, oh, it's like $18. And then he's like, well, it says on the website, it's $1.44. And then she's like, oh, yeah, let me talk to this person. And then this person was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like two sixteen. And he's like, well, it says $1.44. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's $1.66 then. Oh, is it $1.66 or is it $1.44? Oh, yeah, it's like $5. Oh, what the fuck? So, uh, that happened to me, except for that it was just, oh, that'll be uh, $48. Oh, okay. How about these other two packages I have to send? Perfect. <laughs> How would you like those, with or without loop? Yeah, I would yeah. like to dog sled them. Does that is that cheaper? Is that an option? Is that... Uh, because I assume it would take longer, and as such, I would not be paying a convenience fee. Oh, but you'd have to pay for the food there. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, could I pay to have a small immigrant child walk there? <laughs> yes, you could, sir, but that's, you know, cost us a premium. Oh, no, I don't want it for anything sexual. Oh, in that case, then, yeah, it's cheap. They're all out right now. Okay, great. I'll just yeah. send them regular for fucking $400. No problem. <laughs> Do you still have so stuff I, to ship to the states? Yep, I got lots. Of, I got. I don't know. Like, so I, I went through all of my emails to find addresses for all the prize winners, and there's some prizes that are like unclaimed. Yep. Okay. So, uh, we might just throw those into the contest logo design. Like, oh, runner-up prize, you won some fucking sweet shit. Um, but uh, yeah, I still got some stuff to send. I'm just waiting for another old paycheck there from the old Jabski. And, yep. uh, so for magic, I mean, I did that. What else did I do? I, uh, I played some Cubery. Just crushed Jason Clough. That guy sucks at magic. <laughs> Holy shit. He's the worst. Also, he listens to every show, so. Hi, Jason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should have him on if he's the worst, you know, like, that's, that's. He so is the fucking worst. He would be a pretty good guest, I think, but, because he's old as fuck, but, uh. Is he one of those vintage old? guys? Well, he, I don't think he plays vintage, because he. He is somewhat intelligent, but he, um, <laughs> but he, like, he, like, uh, he, he's, like, like, oh, I don't know, 50 or something, and he's been playing Magic forever, and he's, like, a baller. He's, like, a super rich baller. He's always got, like, his whole deck's always foiled out, and it's always, as soon as something gets, like, released, like, you know, so, and then he's just got, like, just foil everything, just sitting around waiting to be capitalized on. He's a pretty smart guy. So he 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 knows what's up. He plays standard lots. He he's not so great at the limited, but neither is anyone else. So it's harder uh, to get foils unlimited. Yeah, that too, that too. So yeah, so I mean, we, maybe we'll invite you on there, Jason. But you gotta stop being such an old dirty bastard, man. Come on, holy shit. Uh, only if he's the worst, though. He is the worst. Oh my god, my god. Also, we played some fucking. Uh, 
NHL for beers again. That's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. always, for beers. Fun always fun when you're playing NHL for beers. I think that I might give up Magic and Star Wars miniatures and start playing NHL for beers. <laughs> I'm very good at that game. I think. We I don't think it. so. No, I, uh, I. Are you gonna be here on Saturday? No. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> that ain't happening. Saturday, he's gonna be. Oh, it's next week. Garbage. Yeah. yeah, this Saturday I'm taking family portraits for Christmas. So it's the first Holy daughter's shit. pictures. Yeah, doing Holy dad stuff. Shit. That's amazing. Yeah, it's wet. I don't know. I think on Sunday there's like some sort of moto thing going on. So that would well, be- Saturday is like the the something player of the year, or something. Yeah, it's some Sentry Box thing. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I don't really know what it is either. But I thought I assumed you'd come down because a bunch of Edmontons are coming to shark it. Yeah, but see, I'm That's not very good at magic, so. Oh yeah, right, right. Oh yeah, so we could talk about that. So <clears throat> here's the ad uh, for the Century Box. This is an open event for magic players to battle it out for prizing and glory. This event is open. Uh, I don't know why they had to say that again. To all ages, with no invitation being necessary, which is what open means. Uh, this is a sealed Theros event. So that's already a bad thing. Costing $35 entry fee is a premier level event worth three times the... What's that? GWPs? Yeah, plain Yeah, market. yeah. Planeswalker points multiplier and it's competitive level event. So no cheaty face McGee. The player of the year sealed event is a is a thousand K prizing event? What, is, what does that mean? A thousand dollars in prize. A thousand K? That's a thousand thousand. That's a typo. That's yep. a typo, yep. It's a thousand K prizing event with cash prizing going from first to eighth, with booster prizing at three point five packs per person. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, like per person in attendance. Normally, it's like two packs or whatever. Yeah, we custom playmats award to top eight. Players can also uh, earn player of the year points from playing in the player of the year events throughout the year. These points can earn buys for subsequent what subsequent and the final event to crown the player of the year. All right. The point system is as follows. One point for each player who stays longer than three rounds. And then you get points for winning. Each player of the year will be awarded. These points will be added to the attending, blah, blah, blah. There will be a sealed event, blah, 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 all these things. So that's kind of cool. They're, like, starting their own... Um, yeah, just open... Type. Like, yeah, like, open series. But it looks like it's, like, they're trying to do just Alberta, maybe, for right now? Well, yeah, it's, it's Sentry just Box. Just Calgary, I guess, maybe? Just Sentry just... Box. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. When you register, you get 50 Ultra Power Sleeves. That's sweet. So I might play in that. Probably not. Thero Sealed. Probably some Thero Sealed. In Toronto. In Toronto. P-Dot. That's right. That's happening next week. Absolutely. Are you excited? Shit, no, is it I'm really? just going to crush this one. I just yeah? I, I feel like it's there. Oof. Is it really a week away? Yeah. It's really Man, a week away. Like, I got a short week next week. I like that. That's so lofty. When do you get out of town? Lofty. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get in uh, Friday night. Okay. Like, seven-ish. Who are you staying with? Uh, My travel buddy, Nick Danilition. You're not staying with Scotty him. Mac? No, Scotty Mac lives in the middle of nowhere, and Scotty Mac is basically boycotting the event. No, not totally, oh, but just a little. Garbard. Why, why are you just, why just a little? Well, because I'm just—I'm not playing in the main event. That's well, I, I know you're, but you're not boycotting it. You're not. No, like, no, those I'll be guys there. Are no, I'll be there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will be there. 
So, yeah, it, it'll be good. It'll be a lot of fun. It's yeah, at a convention it, center that like doesn't look like it has anything near it, which is kind of awkward. It's, that's that's most of the reason. No, it's not. It's oh. most of the reason why it's it's functionally being you know shit on by me because it's just not remotely practical to try to attend for me, um, or try to like get a party going or anything because there's literally fucking nothing there. Really? Yep. Yeah, like seriously, I'm practically sleeping in the airport. Like yep. that's the closest thing. So. Yep. Oh, it'll be nice. I don't have to spend a lot of money on a cab. <laughs> what? My God! When I went there for a fucking TCG player uh, tournament, yep, it was like fucking the sweetest thing ever. Yep. And now it sounds like it sucks. Yep. My left and right nuts at the same time. We stayed at, at Scott's place. Yeah, it was wicked. He has all <laughs> the animals, and I watched a fuckload of uh, Criminal Minds, and I made myself eggs. <laughs> yes, that's right. You did too. Yeah, you hung out on your own that day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Somebody had to go to work. I was just fucking jamming on it. Makes <laughs> criminal mind. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking wicked. It was wicked. That is so awesome. Yeah, you're not gonna get to partake in that. Nope. Nope. Uh, but I get to uh, hang out with uh, Kyle and Scotty on Sunday. I'm hoping. Sweet. And Durf. Yeah. Gonna do some uh, hanging out with Durf. Sweet, sweet. Because he's got the mad merch. Oh, yeah, man. Merch. Oh, yeah. We got to promote that. Merch. Merch. Do we? Merch. Merch. Do we actually have to promote that? What do we promote? What? Durfington's yeah, yeah. Ultra Sweet Merch. Should we, should we promote Durfington's Ultra Sweet Merch that you can get at GP Toronto <laughs> at the face-to-face games booth? Because I don't know if you should be talking about Durfington's ultra sweet merch that you can only get at the face to face games booth at GP Toronto. Wow, it's very good. <laughs> I'm not sure if we should be talking about that either. Okay, well, we'll think about talking about Durfington's ultra sweet merch at the face to face games booth <laughs> in GP Toronto. <laughs> what the fuck? I am so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be. See, uh, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Hey, oh, interrupt. We haven't used the jar. Oh, the that, jar. that goes in the jar, buddy. There isn't a what? fucking jar. I put it out there. People are like, no, we don't want you to donate to charity. Fuck you. <laughs> Keep interrupting people. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. All right. So, Scotty, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Pippity poppity, give me the zoppity. Go ahead. Fuck, I can't even remember what I was going to interrupt you with. Yeah, see? Great. That's the problem with interrupting. More often than not, it's just verbal garbage anyway. What? Yeah. Oh, dropping truth bombs. Boom! I was that's, what that's what happens when you host the show. You gotta be on your game, motherfucker. What did we like from the logos that we've seen so far? Heavy Metals was really great. Yes, that one was. So, yes. like, Heavy's <laughs> was awesome, but I would never, like, buy a shirt. With it. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'd never buy a shirt with that on it. <laughs> oh, it would be like a good limited edition line or something well, like, like that. Or like a set of tokens? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jay the fucking electrician, and I'm just holding, like, light bulbs or something? Is that happening? Yeah. 
That's pretty awesome. So, uh, this week in Magic, uh, you know who won a fucking GP? Ooh. Oh, and fucking Turtonwall. Oh, yeah, man. Fucking boom. Yeah. Finally. I know. I know. It was very, very exciting. Um, he was playing Rug Delver, which is not exciting because that deck's boring as fuck. Um, is but it, I was, yeah. Is it better or worse than like when Standard Delver? Like, I don't know anything about that format. So. It's like, I don't know. If you loved Standard Delver, you may actually like Rug Delver. Because it was a legacy GP, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So imagine like all your spells are just one, one or two casting costs are free. Right, right. That seems and sweet. you get to play Wasteland. You yeah. were just playing blue, white, red, Delver. Oh yeah, that's right. Close enough. So that gives them like Geist of Saint Traft, right? Nice. Yeah. So, anyways, it was uh, he he played like a pro. It showed. He won the fucking thing. It was awesome. That's all I have to say about that. True name nemesis. Yeah, that card. That's the card that did it. I'm actually in the process now of just like pulling up his deck list. Yeah, I don't know if he was running it, but I heard that there was a lot of them. Oh, he certainly was. Okay. Yeah, he was. The mirror was non-interactive completely. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, so this is... Yeah, Jay, you're going to love this deck. Ready? Yes. 20 lands. Oh, yeah. Four of them are wastelands. Holy shit. So 16 lands. Good. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually better than that, because in addition to that, nine of them are fetch lands. Oh, my God. Okay. Ready? Seven dual lands, obviously, Tundras and Volcanic Islands. Yeah. Ten creatures. Okay. Four Delver Secrets. Two True Name Nemesis. Four Stoneforge Mystic. Oh my god. The power! <laughs> Ready? The power! One Batter Skull, one Gta. Those seem expensive in that format. <laughs> I mean, they're free off the Mystic, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and then here's your spells. Ready? Yeah. Four Swords of Plowshares. Yeah. Four lightning bolts, oh. four spell pierce, four ponder, four brainstorm, four days, uh, which is the one where you can return an island and oh, yeah. yeah, four force of will. I know all these cards. I want to play this format. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the sideboard play legacy. No, I want to grief people while who are trying to play legacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The sideboard is pretty good too. He's playing like four copies of meddling mage. He's got another true name nemesis, sort of feast or famine. A couple Grim Lava Mancers, Red Red Elemental Blast and Pyroblast, Graftigger's Cage. It's pretty sweet. Huh. Rest in pieces for that damn dredge deck. Yeah, Man, that sounds dredge. so wicked. That sounds so crazy. Like, I'm pretty sure this is exactly the type of deck that you would want to play, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm playing seven lands in my deck. Suck on that. While yeah. I just delver you bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, like, Sneak and Show plays 19 lands, Cuneo's Elves played 20 lands, uh, 20 lands in Owen's List, 22 lands in Shardless Bug, 22 lands in Esper Stoneblade, 22 lands in Bant. Yeah. Huh. So it was a stacked top 8, though, like, Andrew uh, Andrew Cuneo, um, Owen Turtonwald, Sam Black, Craig Wesco, like, it was it was a big top 8. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, did anyone watch the tournament? I, unfortunately, did not get a chance. Now, what was nice is Glenn McElwain, from, uh, he's, you know, one of the GMAC, was one of the best players in Canada, not ever on the Pro Tour. 
uh, made top 16 of the event, qualifying, qualifying him for the Pro Tour. Oh, he, he X2'd. Dead. In addition Dang. to that, also, Rudy, uh, It's So Bizarre on Twitter, Rudy Brixa, <laughs> also made top 16 of the event with his uh, Deathblade deck. Wow. With uh, Which is a four-color deck, Jay. It's basically like yeah. Stoneblade, but splashes for Deathrite Shaman. Oh, okay. um, and he had uh, four true name nemesis in it. Huh. Four of them. Wow. Yeah. That's why everybody was bitching about that card today. Yeah. Yeah, you can only get it in the commander decks, and it's like 45 bucks. It's like the. Yeah, I, I paid 40 bucks for it for the cube. You did, eh? Oh, yeah, buddy. That card's fucking bonkers. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in, and there's swords in cube. There's swords. Yeah. So there's swords in cube. I can't wait to too. do that. I can't wait to play fucking Bant Hexproof in cube, which I've already forced and, and been really successful with like three times. I can't wait to play it with a true name nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like somebody pretty good. Rage. <laughs> so yeah, there were a lot of true name nemesis. A lot of them. It's yeah, a good I heard card. That they I mean, were there's, there's nothing to do. Oh, yeah, on, on yeah. site, there were 65 bucks at one point. Wow. That's crazy. I also bought the, um, I also bought the other card, the White Tuck card. Yeah. I can't remember what that's called. It's it's like the card with the worst or most confusing out of place art ever though. Like it's I think the art in that card's terrible. I'm trying to find a copy of it. It's so. just like it looks like a suit of armor that's had a guy like just blasted out of it, which would be cool. Like I'm sure the art um I'm I'm sure the art is like the description was really good. Uh but like the the art's just very weird. Like it's very realistic. And and like which doesn't fit like with the magic digital art that we've had lately, right? And it just it just does not look good. I can't, I don't even know what the name of that fucking card. Is. I'm trying to find it. It's I can't remember off the top of my head either. But it's the one that's like it's, um, like, it's double white and X and then and X instant, and, and you tuck for X. Yeah, tuck any permanent, right? Yeah. Or is it any non land? Or is it any permanent? I believe it's not. Right? But yeah. That's uh, that's like, the other. Uh, there's another card that came <laughs> out of that too was um, uh, Toxic Deluge from the Esper deck. Oh yeah, that card apparently is like so that card's selling for fifteen, and uh, that card is selling for fifteen dollars. And Phoenix, which is my local gaming store, yeah, uh, will not sell them if they get them. Really? Yeah. The, like they're like first of all, since the release, we've never gotten one. Second of all, if we did get one, we wouldn't sell it. Wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like uh face to face has them at eighteen bucks right now. Yep. And they're sold out. Wow. And I'm sure that the wish list I just added them to will never get filled. Speaking of face to face, oh my god. Okay, so I didn't realize <laughs> they had anyone else work for them. <laughs> like how could I what? know? How could I know? So I I did an order for from face to face and I got like some sweet shit like foil consecrated sphinx and stuff right. Uh, I think I talked about it on the last episode, didn't I? You talked about the wish list that you had put together, but yeah, yeah. So that that day, while I was also doing that, I was also looking for for um, uh, new magic cred for the cube, right? And uh, uh, so I 
I put the order in and I got them like I don't know three days ago because face face is so great. And with face to face, I always, always, always like ask them to do stuff in the like when they ask for the you know can you tell us to do anything else or can what you I don't know what's that I'm like what a diva. Yeah, no, I always do. I'm always like, give me some signed tokens or tell me a joke or something, right? So, uh, so I asked them. I said, hey, send me a picture of you guys because I miss you and I want to smile or whatever, right? Something stupid like that. Thinking, like, Peter's going to get my order and then he's going to be like, ah, and take a picture with him and Matt and Sal and be like, ah, right? And then, uh... So that's just, like, in my mind, that was, like, the only way that this scenario could play out, right? <laughs> today, I, today, I opened the package, because I got it, like, three days ago, but I didn't open it, because Megan told me not to open it, just in case it was, like, other stuff that she had ordered for me for Christmas or something, right? Ooh. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I won't open it or whatever, but... <clears throat> so she opens it, she's like, oh, no, it's not the stuff, so here you go. I get it, and it's a picture of, like... Of like some guy, some hairy beast, uh, just cooking on a barbecue. What? <laughs> what the fuck? And it's like it's like it's like the note says like, "Thanks for shopping at Face to Face. Here's a picture that you requested of me." And then his name's like I don't know, like Willie Gervais or something <laughs> like that. Like it's just like, and it's just him, like not even smiling. Uh, next to a barbecue full of burgers, and he and then he signed it and he put XO at the bottom. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm that like, is so awesome. Yeah, I'm like, who the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? I was like so blown away. So yeah, pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Seriously, <laughs> like it's stuff like that that means that you should go to GP Toronto and go to the face to face booth uh, where uh, they might have Durf merch. Absolutely, do that. Also, I found out the name of that card. The name of that card is Unexpectedly Absent. Ooh. Yes, that's it. Put target non-land permanent into its owner's library just beneath the top X cards of that library. That's really weird wording. You pay two white to get them when they sack. Oh. Bam! But yeah, like normally stuff like that says like put it X cards from the top. So maybe that was confusing people too much and they've changed the templating. Ooh. Well, I'm on the fucking, I'm on the old, uh, the SVU finding evidence trail here. Nice. Speaking of SVU, uh, I don't know why the heavy meta SVU is called SVU, but didn't they just do, like, a fucking... Yeah, they have a fan cast. Their fan cast has a fan cast. You know what? This has crossed my mind a couple of times. Uh Uh-oh. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> but I feel like they somehow are doing better than we are. I would agree with your assessment. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Well, so we started a magic cast. It was like the best podcast. Then. You know, we had the member leave, and it was still the best podcast. Then we had another member leave, and it's still the best podcast. But we don't have a fan cast, and we don't have merch, and we don't have fucking... Whoa, whoa, we don't need a second Jeremy here. <laughs> okay. I have a hypothesis for this. A hypotenuse, if you will. Yes. 
our listener base doesn't have a title. They don't have anything they can rally behind. Oh, man. Oh, the man. S- the SVU is something that that's somebody can attach themselves to. It's a banner, just, yeah. Just join that. You can be a Templar Knight. Absolutely. And join up and mount up, blare yeah. your trumpet. You know, they can put it on a T-shirt, and then people can buy said T-shirt. Ah. And then they're like, I'm part of the SV- SVU. Look, I have the T-shirt. You know it's true because he's got the T-shirt. Huh. Yeah, it's the power of merch and community, and they've built their community. They've assigned a name to it, something people can recognize. I feel that's probably true. Like, a lot of people want to be a part of something, even though they're not, like, really a part of it, right? Like, they get, like, poppies on their shirts or breast cancer ribbons on their cars or, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they don't give a shit about that. They just put the thing on the car, right? So, what what do we call 18 fans? The Jobins! (laughs) The Jobins! Ah, somebody show up to fucking GP Toronto with a Jobin flag. Just wave it, just proudly. Fucking. <laughs> okay, okay. So, this is one thing that I've noticed this week through, you know, the, the magic of Twitter and people putting together these ideas hey, for our, shirts. Isn't our fan club called Heavy Meta? Oh! <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> it's like, so they have like a sub-fan club of oh, us. Oh, God! Who just buys merch by proxy through our fan club? Ooh. Oh, shit. This is, this is me dropping the mic. <laughs> Game on over, cast man. The cast within a cast. I mean, like, Scott Scott got shit for doing his jokes. You're gonna... They're gonna go after you now, Jake. <laughs> that was too good. Oh, man. It's going to be one of those things where all of a sudden I'm just going to get all this fucking just hate mail on my Twitter. <laughs> just all of a sudden. So, what I saw cool. is a whole bunch of people don't seem to know the proper spelling or, you know, the, the whole Jobin thing. Like, yeah, can, can, we, can, we, can we clarify this? Because I've seen it spelled with a V, I've seen it spelled with a B I, I've seen it B O B. Like Joven? Yeah, like Jovens. Oh my god, the Jovens. Yeah, that it was sounds Jovens. terrible. It's Joven with a B, like Bob, Bob Button. Yes, but is it Job in or Joben? It's it if you if you look at the way that the English language is constructed <laughs> here for a moment, you would know and agree that it is J O B E N and it's pronounced Joben. Can yeah, you, you have it. Give us uh what what is the is it What's what's what do you call it when you find out the history of a word? What is that called? Is that the etymology? The, the entomology? Entomology. Wow. Is that what that is? I don't know. Let's find out. Entomology. Entomology. <laughs> nope, that has to do with insects, which is what That's I thought. That's what I thought too. But there's, there's what's that called? What the fuck? God damn it, Jeremy, you're derailing the cast! No, I just want to know where, no, what the says, history no. of Jobins are. <laughs> I just want to know where it came from. I want to, we want, we got, we have to, we have to build the foundation. I'm a foundation. Etymology. I build foundation. Etymology. It is etymology. Etymology. Okay, so what is the etymology of Jobin? Of Jobin? Yes. Man, let that, let's see if Google knows, because I know it. What is the etymology? Etymology? What? This is a word, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Apparently the online etymology dictionary disagrees with you. What is the etymology of Jobin? It even asked me if I meant Jovin. I did not mean Jobin. Hmm. The Jobin family. 
Jobin family history. Hmm. Hmm. Tell me about the Jobins. Uh, well, you're going to have to find out for yourself here. The meaning of Jobon. What does Jobon mean? That's Japanese. It's a Japanese baby name. It's oh. pronounced... Chowbame? <laughs> what? <laughs> How would you pronounce it? How would you... How would you pronounce it? It's little J, little H. Little J, little H. Extremely large O W, and then uh, uppercase B, smaller case A E, uppercase N. Can you repeat that? Jiao, Jiao, Jiao Ba, Jiao Bian. I don't know, man. I almost sound French. Jiao Bian. Le camion Jobian. Yeah. Uh, I think we should have the fucking Jobin. I'd be proud. I would wear a fucking hockey jersey that said Jobin on the back. But see, don't we usually use Jobin in a negative context? Yeah, that's like, but it's come full circle. It's like Jobinception. Oh. <laughs> Jobinception. Is that what they're doing now? Jobinception inside the old, uh, the old cast fan club section. No, because see, this is the thing, is everybody knows that they're a Jobin compared to us, right? But they're proud to be Jobin. Right? Like, I'm a knight, and you're my squire. And squires get shit on, right? But you're happy to be a squire, because you're the squire to the king of the north. Nobody is the squire <laughs> to that guy, but you. So you want to be a Jobin. It's like a term of endearment when you know you're a Jobin. If you don't know you're a Jobin, then yeah, it's bad to be a Jobin. But if you know you're a Jobin, and you're embracing the Jobinese, does that make sense? I, I get. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. We'll have to, I don't know. If you have we'll a better have to look fan. to see if they want to, if they if they think so. if they can embrace that title with you know the pride that it should be embraced. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, maybe maybe you they could come up with that in their logo. Like somebody sent us a logo today on. Well, sent me a logo today maybe on Twitter, and it was the A team with the maple leaf uh, Canadian symbol thingy. Yeah. As uh, as the E. Oh, yeah, I saw that with the Jobin with the E. Yeah, it was kind of cool. And then on the back, yeah, it's a Jobin, which was fucking sweet. Like a Jobin member of the Jobin. Like a, like the Hell's Angels, you know? I thought that was kind of cool. You know? It was a little plain for me, uh, uh, you know, but it was still pretty sweet looking. And I like the idea of the Jobin fan club. I think that's cool. Well, I, I think that the fan base deserves, you know, a title, deserves a a banner to be said. Yeah, yeah. To unite again. They're underneath. Yes. Rally. I mean, that makes sense. And if you look at warfare and stuff, like, people always question uneducated people. Always question the key of, like, standard bearers, right? The flag bearers. And, stuff. and was... uh, but they were, like, super important. You know? Rally the troops. It, it would be beautiful at GP, you know, train, um, if we could have some sort of drinking competition that was side for side. You know, if it was... A Jobin versus SBU or something like that. Okay. How would they even win? They would have. They have one. I winner. think we all win. Yep. <laughs> I think we all win. I think that's the beauty of it. Huh. Huh. Yeah. 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 You sent some cards, and you bought True Name Nemesis's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I uh, played some cube, but no real cube, just uh, just just grid draft. 
Ooh, we did try to play uh, four pack sealed in the cube, which I thought was going to be a fucking disaster. Um, because I I felt like it would just be too powerful. Um, to play with, right? Like, like how do you how do you get sixty cards and then fucking not have just like insane decks? You know what I'm saying? But uh, it turns out that if you shuffle correctly anyway, then you get a really good, um, like, you get a really good, like, variation of cards and colors and, and um, uh, I guess, archetypes and stuff. And it was actually kind of cool. Like, both of our decks, we played it twice, and both of our decks were kind of wonky both times, um, which I, you know, was quite surprised by. So it's kind of cool. So four-pack sealed in cube works. Beauty. Do you have the uh, corset, Jace? The corset Jace. Yeah. Uh, the, like Mill Jace? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in there, yeah. Yeah, because that card is just not fun in four-pack sealed. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun in uh, it's not fun in, in limited at all. Yeah. Especially no. Cube. He's a first pick in Cube. I've passed Swords to take him before. Yeah, well, yeah, when you start with ten cards less, like, it's even yeah. worse. Yeah, that's it's like, one activation, you're done. Yeah. But yeah, so that was, that was fun. That was kind of cool. We never we'd never tried that before, so it was fun. And then grid draft, as always, is super fun. So I don't know grid draft. Oh really? Yeah. Educate me. Well, somebody hasn't been listening to the A team for very long. Huh. Huh. Pretty awesome. Well, as our listeners will remember, uh, so the way grid draft works is you start with you do it four. We've we've figured out that you do it fourteen times. So each person gets to open seven packs of nine. So what's that? Seven times nine is what? Fucking uh, sixty-three. Sixty-three. That's a lot of cards. Yeah. But you don't draft half of them. So what happens is, uh, you decide who goes first, and then what we do is we just we just take a pile of cards. Like we don't lay out like a hundred and twenty-six cards first. We just we just take a pile of randomly shuffled cards, and you reveal the top nine cards, and you reveal them in order, one at a time, from left to right, top to bottom. Okay. So you lay them out in rows of three. So you go yep. like top left, and then middle. Uh, top and then top right and then right middle left middle 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 right so so on and so forth you make a grid of nine yeah like a and binder then, page yeah a binder pages yeah exactly uh, I don't know why I had to explain it the dumb way and then what happens is the the person who picks first gets to pick either one row or one column like complete oh. so what'll happen is like for example I have a pack right in front of me right here man so you get three the next guy gets so, two the yeah next so guys. I reveal I reveal char Wolf bitten captive, student of warfare as like the first row, right? Yeah. And then like, so I can pick that as like an entire row, uh, and then the next guy gets to pick either like the remaining row or the remaining like any of the remaining columns, right? So it's really interesting, first of all, because you get to draft so many cards at a time, and we've had things happen before where like you get a pack like that, right? Where you're basically like you're in three colors right off the hop, but it's three pretty good cards if you're thinking about going aggro. Uh, one of the cards in white is good in any deck. One of the cards in red is good in almost any deck as well, right? And then all three of them could be good together in Naya, right? You've got two, you got two one drops. You've got you know burn that can hit to the face or a guy, um, you know. So that that's like stuff like that's interesting to think about because you get to draft like your deck that much faster. The other thing is, is that's interesting is that because there's so many cards that you're looking at at the same time, um, it can get really wonky where you're like, people can get, con- like, not confused, but they can kind of, like, get blinded by the cards. Like, 
you look at the pack, and if that pack came super late and you were hard out of white and green, but you really needed that char, a lot of people won't just, like, snap pick the char and say, like, whatever, I got one card out of this or whatever. They, like, hum and haw over, like, well, there's another, you know, pack that has two red cards in it. Is that better than this one with direct damage? Like, I don't know. Um, and the other thing is, like, because you're drafting face up, you get to see and your opponent gets to see what each other is drafting. Yep. So you can hate out cards if there's nothing good for you or nothing crazy for you um, fairly easily. Now, is this for only, like, small numbers of people? Like, is this, like, um, a... I've only ever tried it with two people. I'm, like, I'm not actually sure if you could play it with more because, like, if you play it with more people, the, the person who goes third would, like, basically get one or would only get two cards every time and they would always be like just garbage like the dregs right like you're not gonna take like two red card like a lightning bolt and char and leave the guy like a sword right well you could do it like a rochester thing where you like alternate who's the first person who's like the first, yeah you, you could i just like feel like it would make the drafting a lot more difficult but it would be interesting to try for sure yeah like maybe like a four person max or something yeah yeah or maybe you just use a bigger grid okay know. yeah you can go up to like a 16 card grid yeah, or something, but you, can only, but you can only pick, say, like, four cards or three cards at a time or something, you know? Cool. That'd be cool, maybe, something like that. But it's it's a really interesting format in that in that regard. It's really fun, like, it's, uh, um, and it's fast. Like, you can do a grid draft, including the match that you play, in, like, an hour. Sweet. Yeah, so it's super fun, and, uh, and like, like, some crazy stuff's happened before. Like, there was a, there was a, a pack where, like, the first turn I picked, like, a bunch of black-red cards, like Olivia, Lightning Bolt, and Doomblade or something was the pack I got. It was just insane, right? So I'm like, oh, fucking snap that. But the pack that he got was, like, Geist, Frost Titan, and then, like, a blue-white land, right? So he's doing fine. And then the next pack that we flipped over, like, the next, like, it was pack two, so the second nine grid that we got, The it was, like, I don't know, some stuff on the top, and then the middle pack was Sun Titan... Um, Hero of Bladehold, and then like Precinct Captain. Okay. And then, uh, so that must be, he must have been in green blue, or I mean, sorry, uh, red blue, not, uh, white blue, because if he was in white blue, he snaps tape, snap tape that. But, um, and then the bottom row had a sword in it. It was like red, red, like red sword, red was the path. And so we were like, he, like, and he had the first pick, and I'm like, I'm like, holy fuck, he's just going to snap take that triple white super powerful pack and basically like switch into white since he's only had three picks so far. And he's just going to wreck me with those cards. Uh, and then he, he hummed and hawed about it and didn't end up doing it. And he took the sword pack or whatever. And I didn't end up taking the white pack either because the top the top pack was better for the colors that I was in. And I didn't want to switch into white where like literally all three of those cards are double white, right? Yeah. So... I was, like, taking a risk, because with Grid Draft, because you don't know the cards that are coming, like, it's just random from the cube, I mean, it, I mean, it, those are really powerful cards, but at the same time, like, if you don't get the support for it, because you're you're running from such a small card pool, uh, you know, you could just waste those picks, and I mean, like, Lightning Bolts, Terrors, Doomblades, those are always good cards, no matter what, so, um, I figured, and the, the white deck ended up being insane, that none of us were in, like, it was, like, we just looked through the garbage at the end, that you don't pick, and, uh, and the white cards were just bonkers. They, anybody that got them would have just had an insane deck. So, that was kind of crazy. But yeah, it's a, it's a really fun format. I love it. Yeah. Yep. So I, uh, 
I played some Commander. <clears throat> With the new stuff? Yeah. So oh. so I ended up getting uh my brother came over and the other day and that was cool cuz like I haven't really seen, you know, as much of him as I would have liked. But I mean, busy life whatever, right? Plus yeah. I haven't fucking slung like Commander cards in a very long time. So I end up so he ends up coming over, which is awesome. And I tell him to stop at Walmart and just pick up whatever fucking deck he can and let's just bring it over, sleeve him up, and play him as is. And he's like, that sounds like an amazing idea. So sure enough, we get it all together. And so I ask him to see if he can find an Esper deck where he's at. And he, you know, chuckles and he says, well, that's the one I was going to find. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't even worry about it. Don't fight about it. I've got that sealed box of, uh, the mind grind one here. I'm like, I'll just use that. You just get whatever you want and uh, we'll just go. And he's like, okay. So he ends up showing up with the Jun deck, which is, uh, which is Prosh, the dragon or something, the, the sky, whatever, Kerr. Anyways, bottom line is he just makes a, like infinite guys when he comes into play, which is a uh, pain in the ass. Anyway, so uh, the, the decks were a lot of fun. Um, Mine was uh, just going to be very, very good, I imagine, if you're playing at a multiplayer table. Like, I really want to... uh, There's there's a lot of the cards that just, like, draw... Everybody draws a pile of cards, or, you know, there's a good amount of counter magic, fair amount of removal. Like, Decree of Pain is in that deck. Thrax and Hundar is a card. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cards that are are fairly well-powered, and and it's good. Um, But... uh, Overall, like the Jun deck just makes so many guys that it makes it just really hard with from a spot removal standpoint to kind of withstand it. So he ended up cleaning me out like three games to none. Um and we tried switching them up with different commanders and such and, and I think that uh in like a one on one game the the commander of the uh mind grind deck, Jaleva, the scourge of Nefalia or whatever, the one that comes into play and exile a pile of cards off the top. Uh, is probably really, really absurd in, like, a bigger game. But in one-on-one, she's basically just bullshit. And I would have liked her to be... Like, a lot of the deck is actually slanted around killing people with the uh, the Underworld Dreams Howling Mind guy. He's a 4-4 Nekusar the Mind Raker or something like that. So he's, like, a, a Grixis color plus 2, 5-5, uh, five, five, or 4-4 four, four for 5. And when he comes in, and when he's on the table, uh, everyone has Howling Mine, and your opponents have Underworld Dreams. So it's pretty cool. But, oh yeah, that guy. That guy seems good. Yeah, he seems really good. And most of the decks slanted around using him to kill your opponent. So I don't know why they didn't just like make him the primary commander. They obviously wanted to show off that whole mechanic of when he enters the battlefield, do something equal to the mana you paid for it. Yeah, you know, which makes yeah. way more sense as a as a commander than anything else. But uh, but yeah, overall it was it was a really sweet play experience. I had a really good time, and uh, and we're actually we had so much fun that we're actually actively looking forward to like I haven't opened any of the other commander decks, and we're gonna keep them uh, intact, just leave them and play them unchanged nice, for a little right? bit nice. in our own little ecosystem. So. That seems like it's pretty sweet. We'll play that for a little bit. It's interesting because um, playing the, the decks the way it is, it forces you to play with cards that you wouldn't choose to play with in the first place. But more importantly, it 
kind of makes you play them differently. Like it makes you prioritize things differently. Uh, yeah. which is, which is really neat. So you kind of get that like sealed deck limited feel, but there's not like, there's very, not very often just like a stone brick that you're drawing. Yeah. Not often, but it does happen. I got stuck with the fucking dark banishing style card in my hand every game. Wow. And like every game. And I'm like, of course I draw this card, which can't kill any of your Jun creatures. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. Um it's definitely a really nice way to play Commander. I I really it's nice and refreshing. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on some of the cards to just break them out and play, you know, play different decks and such. Um but for now, it's a really nice way to rejuvenate the format. So if you and your friends used to play a pile of commander but have just stopped because it's gotten stagnant, then I 100% suggest you guys just go and buy the de- buy the decks. Or if you already have them because you're elite, that's fine. But play them as is against each other and uh, and do that for a bit and get the love back, you know? Find the love. It'd be great if they didn't cost infinity dollars too, though. Like, Yeah, I mean, like, so here's what's funny. If you really want these things, uh, Adam Staborski hit it on the head. He pre-ordered a full set from Amazon.com. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he paid $29.99 per box. Nice. Like, that's the thing, is if you're good at Walmarting, you can walk in and grab one. But I think they, like, restock, like, one or two a week. And they sell them at retail. And, like, they're going to keep restocking them. So if you have patience, you can get them. But it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Or you can have super amazing people that run stores like Joel Nidri over at Sketchbook Comics that do super sweet things for you as a, you know, if you're a customer of theirs, they like to help you out. So, you know, you could do that too. Just saying. <laughs> I was in St. Catharines this weekend. Went to go down to see Joel. Captain Sweatpants himself. Nice. Gave him a big old hug and hung out with him for a bit while I was uh, picking up a kid. So that was cool. His store is doing really well. He's like expanding like crazy. Good. Uh, yeah, case is like really big. And he says they're getting like 40, 35 to 45 people for F&M every week. That's sweet. That's sweet. Which is really nice. They actually have to run three separate flights of F&M. That's wow. Awesome. Yeah, and they're all constructed. He can't fucking pay people to come and draft. What? Yeah, it's actually common that F and M is not draft. Like most people save that for the weekend for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, Edmonton F and M is only draft. Like really, that, that everywhere is draft for F and M. I've never seen that anywhere else. I've ever face to face games also draft. Uh, although I think they're changing that from what I've heard. But uh, it's been draft for the last. You know, three over three years since I've been there, it's been draft on Friday nights. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on. It's it's pretty sweet. But yeah, the commander decks are a lot of fun. I've really really been enjoying it. I played uh, I played a, that Domri deck on stream this week. Yeah, how did the stream go? Couldn't fucking buy a game. It was really bad. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Is this the standard stream? You can't get the lands right. Thing? Uh. Like, I mulligan a lot, but um, I think the problem is, like, Domi Raid is just really poorly positioned right now. I think that's honestly the problem. We've got, like, there's zero way for a Domi Raid deck to beat a Devotion deck right now. It's just, it's physically impossible. It's too slow, or what? Uh, they, the other decks 
get just outclass you. Like any sort of green or or black devotion deck, like the black devotion decks just kill all of your guys. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. But the green red deck just goes way big, way fast, and there's not really a lot you can do to answer it. Like, so here's the thing you got to look at. Consider the Naya deck that we played in Calgary, right? Yeah. And so the idea is like turn one Manador, turn two your choice of Boros Reckoner or Loxodon Smiter. Yeah. Right? Or potentially a turn two Domri, which goes to four. Yeah. Um, and so so those those are options. Uh, but then like when Domri comes down the next turn, you have a Boros Reckoner or a Loxodon Smiter to start fighting with right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Right? And this is like turn three. And in that format, those were big fucking cards. Like, Smiter was a big card at 4-4 four, four, at 3 mana. Yeah, yeah. And so it, what the problem that we have now is we're into a much slower format where you have to rely on Elvish Mystic for turn one. And then you go, like, you might get a Scry land. You might get a land in time. Like, this is not reliable. So then you get into the situation where maybe my best play is turn two carry it, right? Because you play like turn one Scryland, turn two carry it, and then a guy. Like it's just it's really really slow. It's and then from there it's like your turn three play is a desecration demon, you know, or your opponents are playing these huge retarded cards that you just have no way to beat with a fight from your three three. So it's so in the Jun colors, like you don't get the the high quality of people at like your four drops are insane, your five drops are insane in that list, mm-hmm. but but your twos and threes are terrible. Mm-hmm. Whereas in for Domri to be really good, your twos and threes have to win you the game. Yeah, right. And then or put the game within reach, and then your your four or five just closes it. Um. So it's so it's interesting. Um. I'm not sure that it's he's well placed right now, Domi Raid. Uh, that may change when we are uh, looking more closely at you know better creatures in that two three slot coming down in the next set. That that's a possibility. The other thing that really changes the game though is there's a pile of ways to kill Planeswalkers right now. Yeah, and, that's a big difference too. And everybody's playing all of those cards. Like Abrupt yeah. Decay kills it. Heroes, to, Heroes Downfall kills it. Dreadbore kills it. Like, there's very few ways to actually have Domri Raid survive the table, and Planeswalkers in general. But like Domri, especially because he's got three mana, and you open yourself up to abrupt decay. It's uh, yeah. it's tough, tough break for him. So I think he's hitting the bricks for me for now. Hmm. It's unfortunate, but stuff ebbs and flows, right? As always. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like in, in a deck where where Boros Reckoner is good. Then Domi Raid's insane. Yeah. Right? Because anytime you can take advantage or force people into interacting with a Boros Reckoner when Boros Reckoner is one of the better cards in the format, Domi Raid's going to be insane. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But it's just like everything's going just too big, I think. And it, it's just not a good time for them. So I'm trying to explore, uh, experiment with like different different things in standard to see what's, what's going to work well. Uh, it's still a lot of cards that I like. And. Um, We'll we'll see what I'm gonna do. I was looking at uh, Jacob Van Lunen posted some list from the uh, TCG 5K or whatever. Uh, there's a revised junk list which looks fairly sweet. Um, it's it's a lot more creature heavy, a lot more threat dense, which gives it a bit more game against 
the smaller decks and like Loxid and Smiter is coming back in those sorts of strategies. Like the green white decks also. There was a fucking Bant deck also which looked pretty sweet. I mean like it's the most, you know, dirtily of mid range decks. But uh it looked pretty sweet. It was running Yeah. So it's like four smiter, four carried four voice, right? So you've got a fairly good little ground ground force here. Three advent to the worm, three detention sphere for removal, uh three dissolve for counter spells, three sphinxes rev, two supreme verdicts. But you're also then looking at like two Angel Serenity at the top, one Etherling, and then you got four Jace and two uh Elspeth. Couple mute bolts for for shits and giggles, like to play nicely with voice tokens. But it seems like this is sort of one of those decks that may or may not beat control, but like maybe it has enough to kind of like play a similar similar uh, game plan. I don't know, but it looks pretty sweet. I think, yeah. An advent to the worm, another big instant speed five five. Yeah, that kind of like I. I feel like it should be better than it is. Like, I feel like it's our Armada Worm. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, when when people play it, it just, like, blo- like in the green-white aggro. Like, when I played in the green-white aggro, it was just blowing people out. They they were just literally dead. But, like, w- that's the only time I've ever seen that card, except for pre-release weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually featured in, that, in the junk list as well, the updated one that, that JBL posted. But I feel like the problem is Abrupt Decay. And, yeah, and Doomblade, if, right? If that's back for sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean like Heroes Downfall too. Like it's still a card that just kills it. So I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, Standard is still in flux. There's still a pile of different cards, pile of different uh, variations and decks to play at any given weekend. And I'm looking forward to Born of the Gods. Let's see what see what kind of that what kind of cards that brings forth. Um. But yeah, I actually really enjoy Standard. Yeah, I, I really want to gem some more of that Grixis list. I just haven't gotten a chance to play any Magic, so I'm kind of excited for this weekend because I'll get to play some. Yeah, you haven't... Uh, you got asked for that list. Did you send it out? Uh, no, I am terrible. Like, I just haven't had any free time, so I'm hoping to jam it out either tonight or on Friday. Yeah, like, I just I haven't been at my computer. I've been doing all of my internet through my phone, which is a nightmare to try and post lists with. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I had one of those crazy things with a pen and like, I don't know, Tommy Doctor's <laughs> big ass or whatever, I don't know what a it's A big called. iPhone with no phone? Yeah, yeah that would be it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Toronto, I'm excited. I want to pimp out my EDH deck, you know, since we're talking EDH. Uh, I want to get a foreign black border volcanic island. Yep. And, well, that sounds and I want some foreign foil just nonsense stuff that's supposed to be in the deck so that's my goal who's your commander uh this is my melic deck interesting yes i have a melic storm deck that i play in edh of course you do yes people still like to play against it uh but they don't get to play it's like playing eggs in edh you literally that's just take super the entire exciting. game yes yeah no so I don't know if I just play EDH with, like, masochists, and, you know, like, that's where I like to be a sadist, but, you know, it works. Fairly sure that uh, you are... You, you don't have any friends. Uh, <laughs> I did get the Games Day uh, Melic in Korean 
for the general no. wow. is like super pimp. All right. You know what? The rest of the deck could literally not matter. It's it's pretty awesome. I'm very happy for it. I, I was going to play a game with Peter, but we never got around to it because I was so hungover in Calgary. <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> so I just, I just scummed him. I just scummed him. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of the case that some people are like, we want to go home, and it's like, yeah, just as long as we can get some water and food, I'll go anywhere. <laughs> well. Yeah, I was so wrecked that day. That's why I think Toronto could be the time, because we're not having a mad deprived party. So if I day two, I could probably sober draft. Oh. So that's where I'm kind of thinking it might be, because I'm thinking, like, what did I do in Vancouver? Well, I didn't go out and get right fucked. Uh, after day one in Vancouver, so that that was that helped. That helped. I actually went and drafted after day one, which was awesome because I had never drafted that set. Makes sense. Yeah, it was good. Ordered pizza. So what's what's coming up for everybody? KYT, what do you got coming up next week? Wedding. <laughs> Not GP Toronto. Dickbag. Nobody's going to that. Jesus. Makes me sad. You know, the one thing I do hope, though, is that uh, they learn their lesson about this stupid fucking venue, for God's sakes. Well, this is this is Mike McPhee and Jason S.'s last uh, Grand Prix. But they said that before. No, no, this is actually it. Like, they have, uh, oh my goodness, uh, we were talking all about it on the Facebooks, and they, Jason kind of came up and said, hey, this is the story just to... Oh, what was the story? Tell us, because I don't know, and I'm sure some of the listeners don't. Okay, give me a second here. Let me let me oh my. find said story. Okay, Jason S. Okay, jump in here, lay the wild speculation and misinformation to rest. Following a particularly abysmal 2012 as a GP organizer, Vancouver makes little money, Toronto loses. We, Mike and myself, asked Watsi to throw us some money to offset the losses or provide us with a contract that had loss protection in it. Uh, given that we aren't retailers or even card dealers, and given the difference in the Canadian market, we felt it was reasonable to ask. Watsi declined on all accounts and also redirected money that was being used to support organizers back into prize support for 2014. With all the pressures that life currently supplies Mike and I, family job, blah, 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 uh, we felt we couldn't continue running the events beyond those we had already committed to in 2013. We declined offers from Watsi to organize events in 2014. So GP Vancouver is being run by Mike Guptill of PES. And Ottawa and Montreal will be run by Morrow of Gamekeeper. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Ness is going to keep judging, so it sounds like they're, you know, really excited to do the judging thing. So, huh. yeah. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I just hope that these guys, you know, can keep putting up, like, the quality. Like, I, I don't know this venue, so I'll have to go and see the venue. But uh, Ness and McVie always put together great events. Like, that's one thing that I, I can never take away from them. Like, I we don't have, like, crazy weird delays or anything like that like they do a good job so like that's going to be missed so yeah. you know it gives you know some new guys a chance to to put it together uh you know if we say we don't like this venue i'm sure people will listen uh but i haven't been there so i can't judge yet all i know is that there's no hotel that's really close to it and i don't think there's any food nearby there either no uh, but there's an no. airplane nearby yeah so. The best you, the best you're going to get is if somebody will drive you to Tim Hortons or Zets. That's it. 
That's so shitty. Yep, it is. It's not a very happy, friendly venue. That said, a pile of people are going to be be there. Um, wow. Did you guys just see Sign of Blood guy? His logo for the A-Team? No. Oh. Ooh, I bet it's awesome, though. You just Twittered it. It's pretty sweet. I'm going to look now. Oh, God, really? That's hilarious. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's Mr. T. <laughs> Wowza. That's pretty cool. Yeah. KYT is tugging it. <laughs> BRB. KYT's grandpa, KYT can have both ways. That's right. Thump, 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 thump. Sweet. Whoa, what the fuck? Finally came back. I heard us talking about you masturbating to your grandfather. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, I don't think it was like that. (laughs) Oh, funny. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's funny. The A team across the head. Could add that in. Be pretty funny. Damn. Yeah, so I need to figure out um from a uh what commander decks I'm gonna bring with me to this event. Uh well if you bring anything that has uh Gaddick Teague in it, I literally just pile up my cards and walk away. Uh I only have one deck with Gaddick Teague in it. Yeah, I can't be Gaddick Teague. Although I think I might put together a Sisse again just because uh who tower whatever like that is in one of the commander decks. Yeah. The Portal 3 Kingdom guy who like brings legends back. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have a my Rafik deck has a Galaxy in it. But aside from that, that's it. Yeah, so I'll probably bring Rafik, I'll probably bring uh Animar as well. Okay. And uh I'll definitely have uh what the fuck is her face Kalia for sure. So I'll be like in to cause some trouble. Maybe I'll I'll get cards together to put together uh my uh the uh the, the sleazy magic girl from like legends. Savitri Scarzum? No, no, the one who was on the handcuff cards from Monklude. I have no idea. She oh. taps to tap down another creature. And like her if picture is her pulling a guy on top of her. And like the flavor text is like many. What people. is that? Gwendolyn DeCourcy? Gwendolyn DeCourcy, yes. Pulled that one out, didn't I? There you wow. go. That was a good one. Good one. Wow. Yeah, I got a Gwendolyn DeCourcy, so I figured maybe that would be a good like discard deck or something. Sweet. Yeah, I keep wanting to build, like now with these new commander decks too, I want to build, like I'm getting the commander bug. I just, I feel like I'm not playing nearly enough paper magic as I want to be. As ref- as like evidenced by these piles of fucking unreal standard playable cards that are on my desk that I can't do anything. <laughs> you need like a butler, man. <laughs> That's why I, I, I I'm selling all of it because I I got too much that I'm not using. Yeah, I got a lot. Did you guys see that thing where like the guy was using the library like card organizer thing? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that uh, like the Dewey Decimal System. Uh, what? No, no, it's the uh, the shelves that like when you you know when you like took out a book that you, they would oh, yeah. file it. It's like those filing shelves and stuff like that. So you open it up and you could fit like two rows of magic cards side by side in there. And there cool. was a guy who had done one up with like 
green A to B, C to D, E to F, blah, da, 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 and like did the whole thing up and then you open it up and it's like all these cards. They had a picture of it Sweet. on uh, Face to Face. Uh, I don't know if it was their Facebook or what, but. Yeah, it looked pretty awesome. I did a local search to see if there was any in Edmonton because I have too many damn cards and they're impossible to keep track of, as my wife would attest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so do we have uh, anything else we want to talk about? Merch. 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 We already talked about that, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> kind of merch do we want? Everything. Full jer- full fucking regalia. Yeah. You should, be able to, you should be able to show up in an A-Team tuxedo. Ooh. Like the A-Team fucking letter jacket, you got the wallet with your A-Team bucks in it, your fraud monies. A-Team lunchbox. Oh man, yeah, flame, totally. Flamethrower? Totally. <laughs> Like, uh, what was that? That's baseball scenes and Mel Brooks going off on all the merchandise. Merchandise! Merchandise! That's, 18 yeah. the cereal, 18 the lunchbox. Kids love this one. <laughs> 18 the flamethrower. That was a really good one. The flamethrower! Yeah. Spaceballs is a good flick. Yes. It's pretty good. It's one of like, the only old flicks that's held up. Yeah, agree. Agreed. All right. Well, I guess we'll call it a night then, huh? Thank you. I love that idea. I love that episode one fifty five of the (laughs) team podcast. It's been fun, (laughs) bitches. What? So we'll see you all at GP Toronto, fuckers. Those of you that aren't making it can suck my balls. There may or may not be merch by Mister Durfington. At the face-to-face games. Oh, God. We already mentioned it like a thousand <laughs> times. What are we doing here? Advertising. All right. <laughs> I expect my cut. Merch. Okay. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, wonderful evening or day or whatever it is, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. We'll see you at GP Toronto. Yeah. Not me. Ha, ha, ha. And those of you we don't see at GP Toronto, we'll check you all next week. I guess we're going to have, like, a podcast to record before GP Toronto. Yes. We should probably play some Magic before then. (laughs) I intend on playing Magic this weekend, and I intend to possibly drink for the podcast next week. Ooh, spicy. I don't have to get up Friday morning. I just have to get on a plane at noon. Nice. I've got a bottle of Oban that just wants me to drink it. Oof. You guys should play Magic for beers. Or Hockey for beers. Or Beers for beers. Beers for beers? Yeah. That would be a good stream competition where it's like just like shots lined up and like every time like you... Well, you don't want you want the competition to last somewhat long. Yeah, I know, but you do shots for games or something like that on stream, and like you do both sides stream type thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then the people can just watch you progressively. Just and get it's like five games. drinks every time a card goes to your graveyard. Isn't no, that basically what Kebby and Tangent are doing on their stream right now? I don't know. I don't what want they're to doing. Do it. Yeah, something like that. 
don't watch that garbage. Don't watch that garbage, Jay says. Hey, that's the fantastic. And what am I part of the Jobins? I don't know. It sounds like they they have a lot of fun. Like it sounds like it's a pretty good gig. Yeah, I know it sounds. Well, I'm fun. sure. It is. I just don't watch it. It's fair. I mean, but everybody else should go. Diablo Three is calling me, so I'm Diablo Three. <laughs> I can't say anything. I played XCOM on the weekend. I spent my one day that I could have played Magic. Like the day I didn't have to do things, I just played XCOM all day. I love it. Yeah, I gotta do something brainless for like, you know. I finally, I, think- I finally got the Templar armor in Assassin's Creed Four. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, video games. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you just need a break. Let me tell you, my son is fucking very good at these games. Very good at this game. Like Assassin's Creed. Un- un- unfathomably good at this game. But so. isn't that game like just ten iterations of the same game over and over again? This like, one's, I was, this I was so good bad. at Assassin's Creed 1, which made me unbeatable at all the other Assassin's Creed. Yeah, because like Assassin's Creed <laughs> 1 was really hard. It was. It was hard as fuck. Yeah. Everything yeah, the you. controls were terrible. Yeah, everything killed you, and the controls were terrible. Um, no, this one actually... So so the animations are a lot better. It's a lot more fluid. Um, controls are pretty sweet in this one. And, uh, and the ship battling is actually sweet. Uh, it has a lot more of an open-world feel than some of the others did. What? But the others are a complete open world. No, disagree. Um, you, like, about one fifth of the way through the game you get this boat and then you can literally go take the boat anywhere man i never understood people that like games like that like why is this game good man you could get in a helicopter and then you could fly infinitely any direction Uh and then what do you do (laughs) no man you just fly places and there's no end man okay it's then what yeah you take a boat all right. Like, I'm not saying it's bad or you're an idiot. I'm yeah. saying, like, I'm just saying, like, I never understood it. And I, and, but apparently everybody else on the planet loves it because they keep selling games like that. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Don't you want to hit someone in the face with a No, sword? absolutely. Absolutely. But, like, it's, it's sweet because there's, there's lots of things to do. Like, there's lots of different things to do in the game. And, uh, like, you could be honest, you could be doing assassins contracts. The other thing that's nice is, like, from a plot standpoint, he's not so closely tied to one faction or the other. Right. So, like, it's not like you feel like you've got the big brother assassins to, like, live up to or whatever. Like, it's right. it's, it's pretty sweet. It's actually it's actually been one of the better games. Like, Assassin's Creed 3 was actually very good. They revamped a lot of the controls, gave us, uh, you know, the way that we could interact with the environment was a little bit different. The hunting was nice, crafting and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, like, 3 was actually very good it was a very good breath of fresh air um although it felt a little bit more it felt fairly linear comparatively if i want to break from the story then and i want to go plunder ships and make a fucking high profit then i can right Right? and there's consequences and benefits to that as well and all that sort of stuff so it's it's a it's a sweet sweet game i'm impressed i'm I, i i'm okay with how they picked up the story at the end, after the end of the last one, so it's, I'm not unhappy. I gotta ask, Dad. Mm. Um, is your son <laughs> any considerations to any of the new systems? I know I'm not buying any of them anytime soon. Ditto. So like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So my son wants to play the new big game on Xbox One. Oh, is that the Titanfall? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that game looks really badass. Yeah, he really wants to play that game. But that's the only reason that he's remotely interested in picking one up. And I basically looked at him and I'm like, sweet, it's 500 bucks. How are you going to figure that out? Yeah. Yeah, well. So that's so that's basically where we stand on that. It's very much a not-at-this-moment sort of situation. Yeah, same here. I mean, the other thing too, that you have to consider, too, is they're not actually going to start, like, stop making games for Xbox. 360, rather. Uh, for another, like, year, right? Like, there'll be the big ones yeah. that'll come out that are specifically designed for the next-gen consoles, but you're not going to see... Um, exclusions from well, the yeah, like the PS4. Franchises. The PS4 basically only has like better graphics. But... Yeah, yeah, and like I understand that it's actually shitty. Yeah, like it's it's not it's not good, which definitely typically is the definition of shitty. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, my what I understand specifically about it is it's actually buggy and the launch was bad. That That's what I understand. Well, uh, the other thing, like, I was talking to one of my friends about that. Like, the, the problem is, just like everything else in the world right now, it's like with social media, everything becomes, like, available right now and faster than ever. Like, before it was like, okay, maybe you, you know, read some shit uh, or you watch the news or it got around eventually, right? But... Now it's like, you know, Brian Kibler writes an article and then everybody fucking loses it about it, which causes more people to write, read it, which, you know what I mean? And so what happened with the PlayStation 4, as far as I know, is um, it had about a 5% failure rate, uh, which is no more or less than any other console ever. Uh, but because everybody is talking about that because of social media just allows you to just like go right to Nakamura and tell him to his face, his shit is garbage. Yeah. And then everybody retweets that. And then people that don't even like the PlayStation retweet it just because they fucking, and then, you know what I mean? So I don't know how badly the launch actually was in terms of, uh, like factual garbage, but I know that, uh, it definitely, and the Xbox kind of had the, the same similar problem, but I know that definitely got just a shit ton of just bad press because, you know, if one person says that their their PlayStation failed, then 100,000 people retweet that. And uh, that that's a lot of information for a layman to, to, like, navigate through. And, I mean, back in the old day, you never heard about that shit. Like, if you're fucking... If you bought a Super Nintendo, and on Christmas Day you opened it and it didn't work, it sucked, and you just took it back and got a new one. You know, you didn't line up outside the fucking... Your parents didn't line up outside Walmart and pay $800 on Kijiji to get you a Super Nintendo. Yeah. You know? So, you did, and you didn't hear about that, right? Or maybe you did. Maybe you heard, like, your one friend, Scott, was like, yeah... My parents got me a Super Nintendo, and then they had to take it back, and I couldn't play it till noon. Fuck. But it's still sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the story. <laughs> right? Um, but, like, it wasn't, like, this big thing where you told everybody in school, you know, um, and, it, and they campaigned against it. But. Not to mention the ones that are working, those people are just playing on the console. They're not bitching about how it works. Yeah. You know? Like, that's the thing. The only people who are bitching are the people who can't play because it, it don't work. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, it's, I'm not advocating it at all. I'm just saying, you know, it's not... Uh, it's just 
it, I think that it was a lot more um, information than was actually happening, you know? Sure. Yeah. I'll probably get one of those PS4s eventually. I don't know. I probably Maybe will. After Christmas. I don't know. I don't know either. The other thing is, like, they took away fucking backwards compatibility and shit. Like, it's fucking... So is that true for both systems? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Xbox almost has never had that, basically. Yeah, that's true. Which is, which I think is fucking garbage. Uh, anyway. Yeah, their backwards compatibility now is you're being able to play the games, like, stream the games and stuff like that. And I think PlayStation's doing the same thing. But, like, games right. that you, discs that you own are pretty much useless. So it's yeah, like, I've got, like, a backlog them. of Xbox games that I'm just... And you can download them. Like, you can download those I don't know games. If I'm play. Um, on, on, like, you can, on a, on PS4, you can rebuy your old PlayStation games and download them and stuff, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, like, that was a big, that was a big, big thing for PlayStation, for me, anyway, was that, like, they didn't fuck me by making me rebuy all my games or making them instantly obsolete. Yeah. Which, why, which is one of the reasons I went with PlayStation when that console war started. Um, but, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, it's just I'm too old for consoles now. Yeah, I mean, I really have time to scratch my ass, so... Yep. <laughs> and let alone sit down and play a console, I hear you. Yeah. I'm Didn't we end the show half an hour ago? Yep, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, what are we, heavy meta? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Blown over two! That was, like a, that was like a secret underhanded blow that they would have only got, but... Oh, well. <laughs> Now everybody knows. <laughs> That's funny. Alright. But yeah, so, yeah, we've been playing video games. That's the thing. Yeah, we don't play Magic anymore. We play video games. <laughs> Golf, bitches! Yep. Hilarious. Hilarious. Alright. Hilarity. Now we're gone. Peace, bitches. Peace! Later. Uh, so who's opening? Oh, how many episodes are we in? Do we give it to Jeremy yet, or is he still on probation? I don't know. I think we give it to him. Yeah? Are you guys serious? Yeah, alright. Go ahead. And he's he's putting up a big prize for it. He is putting up the prize. You know what, let it... You bought it! You bought it, Jeremy! Let it never be said that we can't be bought. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I, 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 I I need to go close the door. He's <laughs> all of a sudden like next level podcasting. <laughs> Are you recording? Make sure you're recording. All right. Okay. <laughs> She's all psyched up. What episode are we on? How many? How many episodes so far? Where are we at? What's what's happening? I think we're on fifty-five. Huh? Just want to double check. Uh, one fifty-five. Yeah. This is gonna be one fifty-five. All right.